first of all, to acknowledge I really feel the presence of God in this room this morning. And just even as Phil was releasing those words, just be healed this morning, physically, emotionally, mentally. Be healed this morning. Let his light shine. Um, so, yeah, um, let's pray to start. Holy Spirit, just thank you that you're here with us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for that warm blanket of your peace ministering to our hearts and our minds, our bodies. Yeah, yeah Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. Would I do and have its way and do all that it's meant to accomplish this morning? Amen. So we are reading from Isaiah 9, 2 to 7. I'm going to be reading from NLT version with all the scripture that I go through today. But yeah, I don't know what will be on the screen, if it's going to be on the screen, but I'm going to read it. So the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. I love that scripture. It's powerful. It's full of promise. Um, I'm going to read from my notes because those who know me, when I get excited and passionate and go, I can very much go with the flow and off topic. And I really believe that what I've prepared is what needs to be delivered this morning. So bear with me while I keep going to my notes. So we read um, a passage from Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, by the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah was an Israel prophet about the judgments and promises of God and the coming Messiah. And it's amazing when you actually take the time to look through Isaiah's prophecies about Jesus and about his conception, birth, death, and resurrection, because when we start to actually look at that, and then when we start to read the Gospels, we start to see it fulfilled, and it's actually quite amazing. Um, and when I was reading through Isaiah, a really interesting find for me recently was when I read um, um, about Isaiah going to see King Ahaz. And king uh, he's king of Judah at the time, which is under attack from its enemies. And God wants King Ahaz to ask him for a sign that God will crush his enemies. But, ba but Ahaz refuses to test the Lord. And Isaiah gets angry at this. And then God says, he'll choose the sign then. So let's read that real quickly, just so it gives a bit of context. So it's Isaiah 7, 10 to 16. And it says, Later the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign of confirmation. Ahaz, make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead. But the king refused. No, he said, I will not test the Lord like that. Then Isaiah said, 
Listen well, you royal family of David. Isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? Must you exhaust the patience of my God as well? All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. By the time this child is old enough to what is right and reject what is wrong, he will be eating yogurt and honey. For before the child is that old, the lands of the two kings you fear so much will both be deserted. Can you imagine if Ayad actually chose the sign? Can you actually imagine if Ayaz chose the sign? The sign was the virgin and Jesus' birth. And if Ayaz chose it, maybe, I wonder what he could, might have chosen. Maybe an angel carrying fire or the glory of God manifest among us. Or maybe even an anonymous donation extending the borders of his land. Have we seen any of those things? Um, I imagine that all of these would have been really good. But God chose the virgin birth as a sign of his coming, his coming victory, his rule and reign over darkness. The great light has come. But this light and this victory wasn't just for Ahaz. Isaiah's prophecy foretells the virgin birth of Christ. And this light wasn't just for Israel. This great light was for all men <laughs> in him was life. This is from John 1, 4, sorry. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Those who have faith through him will have eternal life. This life is a gift Jesus brought from God into a dying world. So this morning, I declare over us today that we are going to draw from the amazing promises from Isaiah 9. We are going to receive his freedom from any heaviness or oppression fear or anxiety, depression or hopelessness. And we are going to receive revelation and experience the freedom of living under his rule and reign in our lives. Let's just pray a moment. So Holy Spirit, thank you so much that you came to be with us and have remained with us. You have never left us, not for a moment. Thank you for your faithfulness towards us. Jesus, would we know and would we see your great light shining in the darkness? Even now, would we begin to experience your great light shining? Come shine your light in our minds and in our hearts. Break those chains of slavery. Lift those heavy burdens. Jesus, we need you. Thank you that your light has come. His light really has come. <laughs> so this last year, my son, I'll be emotional, that is good. My son passed away with me. And this year has been the darkest year of my life. There have been valleys that have been so dark and so and felt so overwhelming. It's been oppressive and it's felt like it's enveloped my entire being. It's been really hard to shake it. And it's dulled my joy and my truth and my faith. And it's created at times a fog of hopelessness and despair, of loneliness and disappointment, so immense at times that I've almost believed, believed I wouldn't actually recover. I have needed the great light of life, Jesus Christ, to come and be with me, where I have not been able to break free from grief and pain that I've felt since Remy died. Do you know, 
I know, though, that I'm not the only one in this room who experiences or has experienced darkness like this. I know that over this last year with COVID in mind, a heavy shadow of darkness has come and brought with it fear and loneliness and depression and hopelessness and disappointment. Things happened in our community during this time that were normally, where normally we would be able to gather around and support each other. We've found ourselves isolated, alone and struggling. Some have even become so exhausted by it that fear, anxiety and disillusionment have crept in and convinced us that God is not who he says he is and he won't do what he says he'll do. But the truth is, and the amazing promise that we see here in Isaiah 9 too, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Darkness comes, but his light has come. What is this great light Isaiah speaks of? In John, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus Christ is the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus tells us that here on earth, we will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. The victory is complete. The reference to the boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. There will be fuel for the fire. It means the battle is over. It's done. When, Jesus, when is Jesus sad or worried or afraid? When does Jesus feel the sting of the rod of his oppressor? When is Jesus' victory incomplete? The risen, glorified, ascended Jesus experiences none of these things. And he has raised us up together and seated us in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. As we are in Christ, we also share in his victory. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the darkness. His great light has come and shines into those deep, dark places of despair, pain, confusion, brokenness, and hopelessness. His light brings life, truth, counsel, perfect love, amazing peace, and it restores hope so deep that every place where our hearts have grown sick can now know the warmth and comfort of our wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Everywhere that darkness has cast a shadow, every heavy, deep, dark place is exposed to the light and with it comes liberation and freedom. It is time to live in the light of his reign, to know the government rests on his shoulders and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice, from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Freedom has come. Oppression and heaviness have been evicted. The battle is won and a time of rejoicing is here. Some of you really, really need to hear this. When darkness comes, it does not 
overcome the light. Darkness does come. But the light cannot be overcome by the darkness. We make this declaration. I'm going to declare, and then I'm going to get you guys to repeat it if you want to. So I declare this morning, he who lives in me has overcome the world. He has defeated death. He has defeated sickness. He's defeated mental health, hopelessness, depression, anxiety, fear. He has overcome. He has the victory. And I'm not just speaking to you this morning, but I am speaking to the powers of darkness. My King Jesus has overcome. His great light has come. Let's declare that together. I'll, I'll um, go first and you can repeat if you want. He who lives in me has overcome the world. He has defeated death. He has defeated sickness. Mental health. Hopelessness. Depression. Anxiety. Fear. Yeah. He has overcome. He has the victory. Say that. <laughs> Amen. is listening, like we're declaring, bows the knee. As we let his light shine through us, we shine for Jesus. People encounter Holy Spirit in us, through us, with us. We don't have to be afraid or worried about being ridiculed, what people might say or being judged, or what will come up against us, because it's a promise that when you step out, when you declare your faith, when you shine for Jesus, the darkness cannot overcome it. You will overcome this world because Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus commands us in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Let his light come, his counsel, his power, his love and his peace that brings healing and freedom. And you will shine brightly for Jesus. The work of his Holy Spirit in you will be evident. It will be supernatural. Jesus says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. It's his great light in you, shining out for all to see. I stand here this morning, I really believe it, supernaturally in the grace of God, in his light, because in my brokenness, his light is revealed even more. In my life, I know that when I am weak, he is strong and his power is perfected in my weakness. My encouragement to you this morning is even those in those darkest places, God's brilliant light of life can shine through us. I just want to just give you encouragement and I just, I bless you to supernaturally know the light of God in your life. I bless your hearts and your mind and your emotions right now, your spirit to engage and to know the light of Jesus Christ. He has overcome the world. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to pray for you guys and then
So Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you that you are the light of life. I thank you for your life. I thank you for your light and I thank you for your death and resurrection that you have overcome. That even in those deepest, darkest places, we can know your victory in abundance that doesn't make sense. We can know your peace that goes beyond all understanding, that you sustain us, that you bring us life, that you really are our strength. So this morning, I just bless your hearts. I bless your hearts to engage with the light of life, Jesus Christ, to allow his light to come in, his perfect love, his perfect peace, his counsel. And as you allow his light to shine in and heal your hearts, would you shine brightly for Jesus? Amen. Amen.